and things, books and things, books and things, books and things, books and more things. How are you? I'm good. Um, what was your story? What story? The one you were going to tell me. Uh-huh. Well, that Alex had to save it. Oh, that I woke up hungover. Oh, that was it? That was it. He just, <coughs> wanted you to, he just wanted me to tell you how miserable I was today and how I didn't get out of bed till 3 o'clock. That's fine. I did that yesterday. Yeah. Um, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> I know. Um, not that I was like... It just... It was so bad. <clears throat> not that I was like super hungover yesterday, but... It was just that I, I think I was just tired. Mm-hmm. And like, since I was already in bed, I was like, eh, I might as well just enjoy the day. <laughs> yeah, um, that's pretty much what I've done today. I've done absolutely nothing. And um, for this book, I I didn't because I took the time to listen more while I was driving or like you were in the moment. Yeah. Or like cleaning or cooking. I was listening so I didn't want to keep stopping to, like, take notes. Um, so then, like, maybe an hour before you got here, like, I started, like, typing out my notes of things that happened. Um, and so I, I tried to do it a little bit from memory, a little bit. I went through the book to try to, like, remember. Um, but I think, I think it's pretty easy to remember. It's not like you have to... Yeah, it's not that bad. It's not that that difficult to follow. So, um, yeah. Welcome to... <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome to Books, Books and things. things. Alex was telling me um, when I was just laying on the couch and I was like, uh, feeling like death. Uh. <laughs> he he was like, I need you to st- like wake up, pick up the energy. You're going to record soon. You can't be like that when, when we're recording. He's like, you need to, you know... Be hyped, and I'm like, uh. <laughs> just it's give like, it like a higher pitch, huh? Huh? I'm dying. <laughs> um, but I'm I'm okay. <clears throat> I just have a slight headache, but overall, I'm here for it. I'm awake. Got my notes. We're gonna talk about Ruth Swear, the turn of the key. So one, two, three. One, two, three. Did you like it? Yes. Yes. I I really liked it. Um, I think this is the first like suspense thriller that I've ever read. Really? I I don't really pick up stuff like this. Um why not? Um I don't know. I, I'm very impatient, so like Oh, you I, wanna know? Like, I just wanna know. Yeah. Um and this book does a really good job at, at like hiding everything and just from the beginning you're it tells you what happens but you don't know what happens but you don't know you're just figuring it out the whole no way what like until like honestly, 300 plus pages yeah, until yeah. honestly the last paragraph yeah you just like okay now i know the whole thing yeah um so let's get started okay. wait why don't you like suspense books uh it's not that i don't like it i just mm. I don't know. I just never picked it up. I usually was like reading fantasy and like I stuck to that. Um, 
and I, I, I guess I like series. So because this is a, it's just, just like one, a one book. And go. Yeah, I think you, you know more. I get really attached to characters. And oh, so, but you make you make fun of Alex for getting attached to like houses and stuff. Oh, but this is a fictional character. It doesn't take up room in my house. I got your, I got I remember Alex. I remember. Um but my, my, my <laughs> fictional characters don't take up room in the house. I guess you do if you buy like their products. Like what? Harry Potter? I don't have a lot of Harry Potter stuff. But this sorry do you want? But the stuff that you do takes up things. Like what? The wand. I don't have a wand. I gave you a wand. Pen. Oh, it's a pen. I use it. That's a usable thing. <laughs> the last time we were yeah, right here, here we saw her. Yeah, see? I did use my wand pen. You know, I, I started packing, and he took down the suitcases. In that giant suitcase, if you can, uh, before you leave, you see put if the you, books in there? Yes. That thing is like... 500 pounds yeah it's so heavy there is over um like 60 60 yeah. books in there i want to say well, well that's i mean it'll be easier to carry because like yeah. now you don't have to carry it to your new place we, we could just roll, roll it i, I mean, was telling him like we have to be careful because it's so heavy that yeah. the metal like oh is it like um it's not but like with the weight and moving it yeah. um so we just have to be careful with that and so it's that big one. Then the little one, I put all like my uh, kid books and all my middle grade books in there. But the the bookcase is not done. We mm -mm. still have all the Harry Potter books at the bottom. And then you have the other one. I have the other bookcase and then I have more books in the bedroom. Oh, dang. So it's going to be like at least another big suitcase. Uh, books. Oh, and there's books on the coffee table. And, they, and movies. What is that? We're not going to keep that. Is that like your pile to go? Yes. She's getting rid of Crazy Stupid Love, <laughs> The Hunger Games, The Help, The Impossible, They, Cheek and Chunk, <laughs> Alex movies. <laughs> the, the cases are empty. Oh, so if you want cases, hit us up. <laughs> I, um... Yeah, I put all the way all the movies and like CDs, and I wanted to get rid of more movies, but Alex is like, "No, I want those movies." And I'm like, "We can stream everything." Yeah, I don't think I own any physical things. Just no, just you because like, no, no, I, Alex, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, look, I had I had a laptop and it had a CD port. And then I got a new laptop. It did not have a CD mm -hmm. port. And Same. I was like, man, I fuck this. I'm not going to buy a CD port. I'm just going to stream it. Yeah, you can stream everything now. Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of like. This is the sentimental value things again. <laughs> so now we have this uh, giant box right here full of just movies and uh, CDs. Yeah, so whatever movie CD you want, I think we might have. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, they start at. Seven ninety nine. <laughs> Willing to negotiate? Negotiate if you want the whole box, you can get a bundle. <laughs> Mix and match. <laughs> Alex is like, no, I hate you, girls. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we're gonna keep them. 
That's such a boring movie. 300, Alex. Really? But like, but if you want to watch that, which I don't understand when you would want to rewatch that. If you want to, you could just find it on. Okay. Wait, what? (laughs) Bro's night. (laughs) Him, Tommy, and Bruno. (laughs) Corona bro's night. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. So, yeah. You can have bro's night, Alex. It's fine. Bring your bros. Not your hoes. Just your bros. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's funny Jeez. my stupid jokes <laughs> they're the best they're not stupid okay so we're gonna we're gonna get started because I have three pages <laughs> I thought the people were here to listen to me talk oh yeah well they will when you tell me like <gasps> like that okay. okay do you want me to bring in the dramatic effects yes <laughs> okay. yeah so we're gonna start with um the beginning of the book of the turn of the key so it starts off with a woman writing a letter um from jail and she's writing to a lawyer called mr Wrexham, and this takes place in 2017 and she's writing how she needs help she wants to explain like the true story of events because the police don't believe her story and they keep twisting her words, especially when they find out certain things of her past. And so she's telling the lawyer how everything went down and how she did not kill the child. She is the nanny from the Ellen court case. And she again says she did not kill that child. So like right off the bat, you're like, someone's dead. Someone is dead. And it's a child. A child died. How did she die? What happened? And who she, did it? Is she really telling the truth? Yeah. Um, and so she's explaining, you know, how prison life is hard and how she heard from there, like from other women. How that this was the best lawyer. Yeah. To call him. Kind of reminds me of Chicago. Yeah. So she's, you know, she starts writing this and she's like, okay, I'm going to start telling you my story. So she works at a daycare called Little Knickers. This takes place in London. Um, And she explains, like, pretty much how much she dislikes her job. Um, You should tell everyone the story in an English accent. No. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot do it. (laughs) I I feel like, yeah, no, I cannot do that. (laughs) I was going to say, if I had, like, a shot of tequila, but I just said that I wasn't going to drink anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah. So she d- dislikes, dislikes her job. She dislikes her supervisor, whatever. Um, and she talks about how the kids are entitled and how, you know. Let me. <laughs> it, it felt very relatable in some parts because she was just like, oh, these parents and things like that. And, and you, I, I didn't know that this book was about I, uh, like a like a daycare type of teacher um i knew it had to do with the nanny just from the back but like this is kind of like oh surprising to me as i was reading it um so she lives in london in a two-bedroom flat her roommate who used to work at little knickers but she quit and went to travel the world so she's explaining how she's basically alone in this two-bedroom apartment and she just um Oh, and um, and how she's 
kind of like feels alone. She doesn't have a lot of friends right now. Like that was her friend, but she's not living there. So, um, and then she just likes the job. So one day she's like, you know, surfing the internet. And then uh, she comes across a wanted ad. And it's it starts off with wanted large family seeks experienced live live in nanny. And um, the salary is really nice. Um, the only thing is like it's in Scotland. So it's like, I don't know, some drive. She had to get on a train to get there. I thought Scotland. I don't know where Scotland is. <laughs> I know where England is. What? It's in the UK. So the I, island of England, Scotland, Wales is on that. Yeah. Island. You know, I thought, on the west. thought it was separate. I thought it was like its own island. I don't like Australia. No. <laughs> Not that large, really. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like thinking about I was like, where? <laughs> yeah. Because to me, I spit. Oh my God. <laughs> Like, cause they like, I know, like you know how they have their own accent. So I was like thinking, mm-hmm. oh, different. Well, I mean, even in Mexico, different parts of Mexico, people have different accents, different slang. But like, it goes from like "hello, governor" to like <laughs> to what? <laughs> I don't know. I can't make a Scottish accent. Like they have a really thick. Top of the morning to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> At what? That was the only performance you're getting tonight. <laughs> like that, like, you know, I don't know. Pangea, I guess. The island's connected. I don't know. Like <laughs> is, that that, is that how it works? That like <laughs> That's why I thought it was, like, somewhere else. Because yeah. I was like, ah, oh, yeah, you know, somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> she took a train. So if it was a separate That's island, was, she would need a boat. That's why I was confused. I was like, wait, well, where is she? <laughs> Um, okay, so back to the, <laughs> so she's like, she, I think she's, I want to say she was drinking when she was like reading this because she drinks a lot of wine, but that's fine because I'm no judgment. We're preschool teachers. We drink wine and we drink liquor. So, <laughs> um, relatable. So she, she gets really excited about this job and she thinks, you know what, it's the perfect time. I want to leave Little Knickers and work somewhere else and, you know, my roommate's not here. I'm basically by myself. Like, I'm just going to do it. So she applies for this nanny post on a whim and um, she didn't she, think she was going to get it. Yeah, she didn't think she was going to get it. She was just like, oh, this is like highly impossible. Um, she puts in all the paperwork except her driver's license. Um and she doesn't really explain why. She's just like, oh, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. So she doesn't put in her driver's license. Um, and then she hopes the employers won't notice. So then um, she gets an email from Sandra Ellencourt. Uh, and it's and it's addressed to Rowan. So that's when we find out our main character's name. Um, and it's like the email basically says, like, please, like, come for an interview. Um, we're far away. We're in Scotland. So, like, plan to stay overnight. That way you can leave the next day. And then... Um, at the end, she tells her, like, oh, by the way, I just want to be, like, totally upfront with you. We live in a really old house. It has, like, you know, noises and things. And so a lot of people that tend to be superstitious, you know, think that um, the house can be scary and other nannies have left because of it. 
Um, so if you're not serious or if you're really superstitious, you think this is going to like bother you, like yeah. don't even bother coming. And so she was just kind of like, um, <laughs> that doesn't bother me. I, I, so she still goes to the interview. Yeah, because I think she told her like four nannies before. Yeah. Yes, it was Holly, another one. Another one. Katya. So maybe like three or four or something like that. So, um, so she, uh, she goes for the interview. Um, she gets picked up from the train station by Jack in a Tesla because, like, sometimes I forget, like, when I was reading it that it's London. I think, like, <clears throat> olden times, but it, it's, like, new times. It's yeah. Not. So he picks her up in a Tesla and Jack is, like, the groundskeeper of this, um, like, big estate thing. So... Um, as Rowan and Jack are driving up into, like, the house, um, they're going, she notices, like, everything's very green, and the, it's surrounded by, like, rolling hills and trees, um, and they're driving up the road, um, and I think, <coughs> I think at one part, um, she mentions that she sees something move through the trees, but she, like, just puts it off. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really like the only time that that's mentioned. Um, and then so as they're clearing the like the trees and stuff, and they come up to the house, um, she's surprised that it's not as big as she thought it was gonna be, but it's a pretty big old like Victorian looking mm-hmm. house. Um, she describes it as like a white box. Mm-hmm. Um, when she gets to the front of the door, um, she notices that there's no keys, like keyholes. Um, like the door, everything is just smooth. And all of a sudden, um, like she knocks and she's just kind of waiting. And uh, Sandra is talking to her. She's just like, oh, hello, Rowan. And she's like, starts talking to her. But she doesn't know from where Rowan's just like looking all around. Oh she can't see a speaker. She doesn't see anything. Um, and uh, she's like, I'll be right down. So, um, Sandra comes down and she gets Rowan. She uh, shows Rowan the room. Um, and she Rowan later kind of explains how each room of the house feels very different. Mm-hmm. So, like, in the entryway, it's, like, very old Victorian, like, kind of, like, old vintage yeah. yeah. And then, like, in the kitchen, it's very industrial <clears throat> and, like... High tech. Yeah. So, like, it just... The transitions from each room, like, are all different, um, dec- decorated differently. Um, and then she... And um, so she's um, she's basically shows Rowan where she's going to stay. So she's like, oh, this is like the nanny room. So she takes her upstairs. Um, she gets her kind of late. So the kids are already in bed. Um, so she's like, this is the baby's room, Petra. Petra is um, like 18 months. Mm-hmm. And then she goes into the other room. And it's the two other girls, um, Ellie, who's five, and Maddie, who's eight. And then she go. They pass like another door that says like, "Fuck off! Like, don't come in my room. Come in or die." And yeah, die, something like that. And it's Rhiannon, which is the fourteen year old. Um, but she's during the week she's off in, in boarding school and she comes home on the weekends, mm-hmm. so she's not there. So then she's like, "Oh, and then this would be like your room." So she so- shows her inside. So once they're inside, um, there is no light switches, mm-hmm. and she basically tells Rowan like she shows where the wall is white, and then like a panel appears, mm-hmm. um, and it has like all these buttons, and you get to control the lights, mm-hmm. the music, yada yada. You control everything through there. 
Um, it's voice command. It's with like open curtains and the curtains open. So everything is like high tech. Um, and then so she tells her like, okay, I'm going to go downstairs. Like I'll, I'll see you in a bit. So Rowan like freshens up. Um, so then she um, comes down and they have like a very informal interview. Mm-hmm. Um, because Sandra's just like, I'm looking for somebody to start as soon as possible. Her and her husband like travel a lot and um, they need somebody to look after the girls. Um, um, I never said that. Um, she shows Rowan where the cameras are and she even shows her like, like they have kind of like an iPad thing, like a little panel that they carry around and you can, she can see like the and girls everything. sleeping, like every room, there, there's a camera in every room. Um, and there's even like an intercom that you can speak to, like them. Um, it's kind of creepy. I think it's creepy. Like no sense of privacy, basically. Yeah. Um. So Rowan really wants a job. She likes the family, and she, from what I'm getting at this point in the book, she really likes mm-hmm. like the luxurious house. Like she's explaining, like her like bedroom that. is like, you know, the bed is so comfortable, all this stuff. So on her first night, um, she was ready, getting ready to go to bed and she was searching for her charger when she found a drawing with a note on the back in one of the drawers. And it says, to the new nanny, my name is Katya. I am writing you this note because I want to tell you to please be. And then it stops. And it just it just ends like that. Um, so uh, Rowan remembers that Katya was the last um, nanny Nanny. that Ella Quartz had. So she was just like, she's telling me to please be careful of the dogs. To please be, like, she's trying to, like, guess, but she's not, she's just kind of like, what is she trying to tell me? So that ends. Um, So in the morning, she gets up and she's like, okay, I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to get ready to go meet the kids because now she's going to actually officially have, like, kind of like an interview with the kid. Like, see how she, like, vibes with the kids? And so she's going to take a shower, and she can't figure it out. Like, even the shower has a control panel. And so she clicks on it, and it was like, good morning, Katya. And it's like, you know. Her shower settings. Her shower settings. And she's, like, trying to pick a different one. And there was, like, a profile of different nannies. So, like, Katya. I think there was one named Emily. I don't remember. One named Holly, for sure. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then at the bottom, it said guest. But when she clicked guest, then she had to like figure out the settings and it was like she couldn't do it. So, so then she just picked someone else's. <laughs> so then she was picking like other people's yeah. profiles to see. Like which one was like the correct setting for her? Because yeah. like the shower head would move up and down. Depending on your height. height. Yeah. So it was like she was like, oh, so frustrating. Um, so then she goes downstairs. She meets the kids. Um, and um she meets the kids she quickly realizes like maddie is a little bit weird mm-hmm. um she's kind of standoffish i would picture like if i'm watching a creepy movie it's the kid that just has like like a a like creepy a, vibe like a bland face just kind of like staring, mm-hmm. like like resting bitch face yeah um and um who is it ellie the other daughter she's like she's very playful um at one point Petra I think like throws some kind of food like at at um at Rowan in her face and, and lines on her shirt her yeah. interview shirt the only shirt she brought 
Yeah, and so she's kind of like in her mind, she's like pissed about it, but she's trying to be very like, Chill. you don't do that. But it's it's creepy because if you think about it, you know that this Rowan person is the one writing in jail, mm-hmm. and so you're kind of like sometimes the way the author writes her character where she gets pissed in her head, like oh, like shit, this little yeah, because she goes, she goes like you fucking. Yeah. And I was like, oh. So then you're kind of like, ooh, Ooh. does she end up doing it? Like, does she snap? Because, like, you can tell, like, she doesn't really like her job. So, in a way, I'm like, but what? So then why do you want to be be a nanny? nanny? So, like, some of the writing is meant to, I feel like. Push you and think, like. Like, she's going to do it. Yeah. So, um, so little things like that happen. But overall, like, the interview goes really well. Mm. She's playing with them. They make Play-Doh, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Sandra tells her, like, at the end, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but we really, really like you. We would just need you to be able to start sooner yeah. than, mm-hmm. like, she has to put in the notice at her new job. Um, so then she's leaving. She says bye to everyone. Maddie doesn't want to hug her. But as she's about to get in the car, um, Maddie runs up to her. She gives her a big hug. And in her ear, she whispers, don't come here. It's not safe. They wouldn't like it. The ghosts wouldn't like it. And then she like runs off. So then um, Rowan is just like, what? Like, why would she say that? Yeah. Um, but she then is just like, oh, it's just kids, whatever. So she gets in the car and she leaves. She, um, there's some stuff happening like with her old job. There's, she goes into like little knickers and. There's some lady she doesn't like. She eventually finds out she gets the job mm-hmm. as the nanny. Mm-hmm. So she's moving into the Ellen Court house. She grabs mm-hmm. her stuff. She's going back. Um, on the first night, she gets there, and Bill, which is Sandra's husband, is is there this time. And she sees both of them. She introduces herself. Um, and then the kids go to bed, and, like, the three of the adults, so the nanny... Uh, I mean, Rowan, Sandra, and Bill are, like, chit-chatting, drinking wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Sandra goes, oh, I'm tired. I'm going to go to sleep. So then Rowan is kind of basically like, oh, me too. But Bill's like, no, no, no. And he fills her up another glass of wine. And he's like, uh, stay a little bit longer. So they're chatting. And he basically, like, hits on her. And harasses her. Yeah. Not just... On he her. first he starts with, like you're so pretty you kind of look like Anne Hathaway <coughs> like I was like what like when I was when I was listening to it he goes yeah you kind of remind me of that one girl that one actress and then I was like okay that's fucking like me thinking like oh maybe he's trying to be nice yeah and then he's like yeah I think like she goes oh oh it's like from the Devil Wears Prada yes and then she goes oh from that one character and then she goes no like more like Anne Hathaway and then like even she's like the fuck Anne Hathaway no Mm -hmm. one has ever like said that to me yeah so like we're all getting like these creepy vibes and you're just like so then she's like trying to get out of the table and he puts like his leg in in between hers like she's not letting her leave um but she basically like gets Gets out out of there yeah and she was kind of just like no like that's not pissed huh she was pissed yeah she was pissed so then she leaves, she goes upstairs, um, she gets ready for bed, um, and she notices that there's a camera in her bedroom, and, um, oh, and then there's an app, too, mm-hmm. that she has to, like, download, and from the app, she puts in her pin, and she can basically, like, control different things from mm-hmm. her, 
phone and she can look into the cameras, but she does notice that there's a camera in her bedroom. So she like puts on her, like she covers up. I think that would be so uncomfortable. Yeah, because like you don't want anyone. Yeah. Like that's where you get naked. Yeah, that's where you change, you do whatever. Like, I don't know if she said that there was a camera in the bathroom, but if like I wouldn't put it past them, you know? So that's even weird too. Like, where do you change where you feel comfortable? So we we're no she gives us like a little insight that there's a camera in her bedroom. Yeah, like I get it from like a parent's perspective because like they're little kids. Yeah, like, you want to make sure, but like not in the, not guest, in room. the guest room, guest bathroom. Yeah. So, um, her first night, she wakes up with a feeling that something was wrong, and then she hears a creak, creak creak from coming from upstairs but then she realized is that there shouldn't be any noise coming from upstairs because she's on the top floor like there's no more rooms Mm -hmm. so she has a really time hard time falling back asleep so that was the first night um then the next day she's with bill sandra and the kids and then sandra basically drops a bomb and says like we're leaving tomorrow we need to go to work. We need to do this, that. I'm so sorry. I normally would have done like a week with you so we can all get like used to everything. Mm-hmm. But this is like super urgent. So mm-hmm. she basically tells her you're going to be all by yourself mm-hmm. like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. So she's Rowan is like trying to be like, OK, I got this. I got this. Like in her head, she's freaking out. But like on the outside, she's showing them like I can totally handle this. Um, so they're they leave. Um, soon after they're gone, uh, like when they leave the driveway, um, Maddie is gone. She never really said bye to her parents. She went off into like the forest. Because the they have like this giant like land. land. Yeah. So she like leaves. And so Rowan is trying to get do everything she can to like get her back in the house. Like we can have ice cream, like all this stuff. Um, and then Ellie gets mad at her for some reason. I can't remember now, but she also, she also goes leaves. outside. So now she has Petra and um, she like straps her into her baby's chair. But then she does like she goes out to call them from the back door that she leaves open so that it when they come in, the doors open. Mm-hmm. When she comes back, Petra's like standing on the table or something and she's like about to fall. So she runs to her. She's like, but I strapped you in. How? How did you unstrap? So she's kind of thinking, like, maybe I didn't sn- make sure it didn't, like, snap or something. Or maybe she wiggled out. Like, yeah. Know. So then um, she's waiting for the girls, but they're not coming. So then she takes Petra. She goes upstairs to put her to sleep because she's really fussy. Mm-hmm. Um, when she comes down, she sees a, a woman in the house. Mm-hmm. And her, so now we're introduced to Jean. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jean is, like, like the housekeeper. She yeah. kind of comes in, washes the dishes, cleans up a little bit. Um and Jean is like pissed, and she tells um, Rowan, "Like you, I don't understand why your job um, is like this. Like you locked the girls out." And Rowan was like, "No, no, no, I didn't. Like I left the door open on purpose. They ran away from me. I, I, I left the door open because I so that they were able to come back." And she's like, "Well, I don't know what happened, but when I got here, the girls were sitting outside on the front steps with the door locked. Like you locked them out." Mm-hmm. And she's just like, no, no, no. So they're off on the wrong foot. Jean doesn't like her. Um, she's like trying to find out what happens to the other nannies. So she like talks to Jack about it. She's like, so what happened to the nannies? And Jack 
basically says, is there anything? Oh, she basically, Jack tells her that um, Jean tells the girls like scary stories about the house and how it's haunted because um, there's been like a death there before from a little girl. Like a couple of, because like, when she gets interviewed too, like the mom's mm-hmm. like, oh, well, like part of like the super superstition is like because there's been like some deaths, some murders, yeah. and this and that, like all casually. And I was like, okay, uh-huh. yeah, okay, <laughs> casually. So, um, and so apparently, Jean tells the girls', girls stories. Girls. So then Jack thinks that the girls then tell well, the, the nannies, nannies, and, and they, they get, get scared, scared and leave. Um, so then, at a later time, she takes the girls for a walk. And, like, Maddie's, like, super excited. They're going for this walk, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird because so far Maddie, like, like basically tells Ellie what to do. And then they both, like, just stay in their room all day. Like, they don't want to come out and whatever. So they go out for this walk. And they reach, like, what looks like a garden that has a gate and it's locked. But Ellie shows um, Rowan how she can open the gate and they go inside. So the girls are playing. Like kind of like a greenhouse kind of thing. Yeah. And then there's like this creepy statue. Um, and and so then I think it said Atlas on there and whatnot. And so they're like, okay, let's go back. Let's go back. So then later that night, um, Sandra calls Rowan. Let me talk to the girls. And Maddie tells her mom, oh, yeah, Rowan took us to the poison garden. So Maddie is basically making Rowan's, Rowan's life like miserable, yeah, like a living hell. And like you're, you're like, I was listening to it, and I was like, oh, like, what a bitch. Yeah. And then Sandra was just like, Rowan, how could you? You took him to the poison garden. Like they could die and blah blah yeah. blah. And and then she was like, I didn't know. And she and at the end, basically to shut up Sandra, she goes, you know, your daughters have been there before because Ellie knew how to open the like, gate. Yeah. And then she, like, didn't say anything anymore. But, yeah, she's basically trying to get her fired. Yeah, basically. Um. So then Rowan keeps, you know, in her room, she keeps hearing the creak, creak every night. Like, I mean, I would be going crazy. Um. So then she finally notices that there's, like, a locked door in her room mm-hmm. that she doesn't know what it leads to. So she tries to, like, look through the keyhole. Um. But she doesn't see anything. It's dark. But it's locked. So, um, um, so then on a different morning, she wakes up and uh, she actually like, oh, okay, sorry. I, I, in my notes, I have it backwards. But um, so then on a different night, they wake up with all the electronics blaring. Like everything's going haywire. She runs. She's All the lights are on. Music's blasting. The kids wake up like it's in the middle of the night. So she's trying to figure out like every time she puts her pin in, it's like you're locked out. Um, And then of course, like Jack, it comes in to help. Like every time something's going crazy, he appears and he's like, I can help you. So he was able to like disable it and like restart it. Um, And then, then she has the kids finally go back to sleep. And uh, Jack leaves. So, like, and every time, also, Jack is really the only adult yeah. around. So, she explains how it, she feels so alone out in the middle of nowhere. And Jack is the only adult that she, like, can talk to. So, um, you can kind of get, like, this, like, feeling of, like, ooh, do they like each, each other? other? What's going to happen? Are they flirtatious? Yeah. And so, 
eventually, um, so then that next morning after the blaring thing, they wake up kind of late and the kids usually wake up at like 6 a.m., which sounds so horrible. Yeah, but it's also three of them, so I would understand like them mm-hmm. having to get up early. And then like since they do live far away, they have to drive in to, to take them sp- yeah, to, to school. school. So then that same morning she wakes up. She's like, oh, the kids are still sleeping. And she runs into Jean. And Jean is like upset. And she confronts her. She's like, why do you hate me? Like, why don't you like me? Blah, blah, blah. And Jean is just like, I don't not like you. But she's like really rude to her. I know. Um, and then she goes, by the way, it's Monday and the kids have to go to school. And, and she's, she's like, like oh, oh, shit. So she like <laughs> starts ready to get them ready. And this part oh, really pisses me off. Me too. So... Like Ellie got she dressed, she's downstairs, Petra's downstairs with Jean, and then um Maddie does not want to get up to go to school. So then Rowan is like, fine. And like she's like, I'm gonna dress you then like a like a baby. So she starts dressing Maddie and Maddie lets her, but she's like basically like dead weight, just like picking up her like she Rowan would pick up the arm, put the sleeve in, kind of that's how I imagine it. And then she goes, You have to brush my teeth. So then, no, she's like, you have to brush your teeth, and then she goes, "Can you do it?" Yeah. So then Rowan's like, "Ugh, whatever." So she goes, she gets a toothbrush, she's like brushing her teeth, and then Maddie spits in her face, Ugh. and in that moment, was, Rowan like reacted and turns, and she's just about to slap her, like she, she stops, she stops like Every- inches from her face, but she was about to slap her because somebody literally just spit in her face. And so then she's like realizing, oh shit, there's cameras. What is it gonna look like in the camera? Is it gonna look like I did hit her? Like yeah. depending on the angle. And then she was like, are they re- like? Do these cameras record? How often do they check? Yeah. Them? Is she staring at me right now? So like, you're also thinking like, shit. Like, mm-hmm. is she like? How long do these recording? Like, if it is recording, yeah. is it like a camera system? Like it's only 24 hours and then deletes itself because that's yeah. a lot of memory. Hmm. So then, um, but Maddie is like smiling. Like, yeah, yeah. she's kind of like, like, ha ha, I got you. I was like, you're going to get fired. Hell no. And so then. Oh, that really pissed me me off. Me too. I was like, like, oh, bitch. (laughs) I know. So then she, um, she basically tells her like, like she takes a deep breath and then she goes, Maddie, I'm sorry for what's just about to happen, but like you shouldn't spit. At people in the face, that's not okay. And she's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I sneezed. And I was just like, ooh, that made me so mad. So she's just like, screw it. So then she's like, then the little Maddie just gets up. She's like, la, 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 and goes downstairs like nothing nothing happened. happened. I was like, (sighs) I know. It's like I would have (laughs) slept. So then she she takes uh, them to school. So she's like, oh, finally I have some time to myself. I know. I'd be happy that they were at school. I, was like, I know. She's like, I have Petra, but, you know, like, I can deal with the ba- one baby versus, yeah. like, three kids. I would rather deal with the baby. I know. Um, I'm trying to see where I am. But then, like, also, like, you know, what was really, like, was, like, <laughs> Rowan like this is her job to keep her cool to be mm-hmm. a nanny and then like she was like this, she's always this, this close. close to losing it and i'm yeah. just like girl like what the heck like you can't like you can't be losing your shit like like that. for everything yeah because like the like when like the first night like the pudding that the baby threw at her mm-hmm. um and then that and then like i was just like <laughs> like you shouldn't be a nanny if you're gonna yeah. lose your shit like that um, so then 
she takes Petra for a walk and they go to the poison ga- um, gate garden um, and she decides to put like a string on top of the door. Like she wants to tie it so that none of the kids can reach it and they can't get in there because she thinks, well, what if one day they because uh, Sandra and Bill let the kids just wander mm-hmm. in their in the forest, which is like kind of like contradictory to like they have all, all that controlling cameras mm-hmm. and like in their rooms and everything. And then, like, oh, yeah, but they could be outside. And it's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so she's like, well, if one day they decide to go off and wander, like, she doesn't want them to get back. back in there. So she, like, puts a little string. Okay. So then she starts to realize that there's, like, two doors or a couple doors that are that still do have keyholes. Like, the ones in the back that the, like, the help, like, people walk in through. Um, where they can be more muddy and stuff, not like the front door. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like like the key, they store it right above the door frame. So then she noticed one day that it was missing. Um, and this is like at night. She's like, I feel like I won't be able to sleep because. What if someone comes yeah. in? Yeah. So she like Definitely. wedges like a little wood thing. Um, and then she looks for the key everywhere and she can't find it. But then the very next day when she asks Jack about it, like, hey, did you take the key by any chance or whatever? He's like. No, and he's kind of even, like, he seems almost upset that she lost it. So he's, like, looking for it, and he finds it where she had already looked for it. And so then she's just kind of like, hmm, that's kind of weird that, like, I couldn't find it, but he found it. Like, did he take it? So now she's, like, kind of thinking, like, what is this guy doing? Who is he? Um, At a different time. So I'm just like going to mention like weird things that are, that are happening. Um, at a different time, Maddie is eating like her letter soup and then she gets upset for some reason and they leave. But when Rowan is cleaning up in the soup it, with the letter, she had spelled out, we hate you. And I was like, ooh. So then um, in the middle of the night, the doorbell would ring and then she would go and like look and open it and nobody, nobody would there. be there. Um. She tells Jack about the locked closet, and so she asks if um, he yeah, might have a key. key. Can they open it and check it? Check what's in there? Um, and then he's like, yeah, yeah. But then all of a sudden, he's pulled away for a night because Bill needs some paper, so he has to leave. So now they're home alone. Um, Rhiannon comes home from boarding school, and Rhiannon is like a Maddie, but... Times two. Times two because she's older, and mm-hmm. she's just like, I can do whatever I want. So she's super rebellious. She comes over, and on the first day she gets there, she goes, bye, I'm leaving, I'm going on a sleepover. Um, And she calls her mom about it, and her mom says, like, yeah, she can go. And Rowan was like, give me a phone number. And she basically gives her a fake phone number, and Mm -hmm. she leaves. Um, And then the next day she comes home, and she's, like, smelling Smelling of alcohol, alcohol. like me this morning. (laughs) Um... Um... Okay, so then um, after she keeps hearing the creak, and so she decides to stop sleeping on, start sleeping on the couch downstairs. She's like, "I'm not, I'm not gonna go sleep in that room anymore." So finally, I'm almost there. Jack comes back, and he's she's like, "Can we please look in that closet?" So they go upstairs. They're trying the keys. There's one that opens it up, and it's a closet. But it looks really badly made. And so then he notices that there's a draft. So there has to be something behind it. And so he breaks down the the closet wall. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, there's like stairs leading up to like an attic. Mm-hmm. So they climb up the stairs. 
And what do they find? There's an open window. There's writing on the wall that basically tell, says everything Maddie has been telling Rowan. We don't want you here. We, we hate, hate you. you. Go away. Um, and then there's um, there's a doll, like one of those creepy old dolls. Um, but they also find like a dead bird in there or something. And so then Rowan gets really sick. She's like, oh, this is gross. The smell. The smell, everything. Um, so she runs out and then um, Jack, I think, cleans it up. But then he he just closes, he locks the closet door mm-hmm. um, and he gives Rowan the key. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll just patch it up. I'll clean up, paint over the writing, whatever, and then I'll patch it up. Yeah, because I also want kind of want to wait for Sandra and Bill to kind of like like decide what, what to they do. do with it. Because he even said it like I don't think they know this is here because like it doesn't look like one of the rooms like that. They like as well made, mm-hmm. yeah. Because they're both like architects and stuff. Yeah, that's my shoe. Oh, <laughs> no, me asuste. <laughs> Creak. Creak. <laughs> so then, um, one of those nights, she's sleeping on the couch, and then Ellie. She hears Ellie like a kid in the hallway. She's like, who is that? Ellie, is that you? And then Ellie comes over and she's like talking to her. Um, And then they both fall asleep on the couch. Mm -hmm. Well, when she wakes up and she picks up the blanket, a doll's head rolls out from on her blanket and it lands on the floor. And and, um, it's the same head from the Ips. It's the same. It's the head from the doll that she had found in the attic. Ah! So then Ellie like goes to pick it up and she's like, no, 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 don't touch it. Cause she's like bad juju. What is this like going on? So then um, Ellie gets upset because she doesn't let her touch the doll yeah, and she, she starts away. crying and goes away. And she asks her like, did you know about this doll? Like, did you find it from anywhere? But she's like, no. So then she goes to pick it up and she cuts herself like on the glass from the doll. So just so you know, she has a cut on herself because that comes back later. Later. Um, Ellie, like, tells her strange things, too. She always says, um, things like, he makes the girls do things they don't want to. And so, like, when Rowan starts to probe about it, Ellie, like, stops talking to her. So she's like, what girls? So like, she starts, she starts doing research. Um, and she finds out that the man who used to own the house, um, was, like, a chemist or, like, a scientist of some sort. And so he had the poison garden because he would mix different like poisons and blah, blah, blah. And he had a daughter. So the story goes that um, one day the daughter was picking some berries or something and she brought them home. And one of the nannies or somebody there made a jam. And then when that only the girl ate the jam and then she died because they were poisonous. So they like to say that the dad didn't do it. (laughs) <laughs> that the dad didn't do it on purpose. Yeah. Um, but then other people say that, he yes, did. he did do he it on purpose. crazy. He's a mad scientist. Yeah. that and, and I think Ellie would say things, or Maddie, like, where they were talking, they were trying to scale, scare Rowan, and they would say something like that. The man went crazy, and he would pace back and forth. So then she's trying to tie in, like, the creak of the person yeah. walking. Because I think... um, like, like that. Like that, yeah. <laughs> Um, because I think one of the nights before Rowan finally decided to go sleep on the couch, the creaking upstairs sounded like pacing. Like it went on all night. Like it was not stopping. Mm. So 
now she's like connecting all these things so she thinks oh my gosh is ellie talking about this man that used to live here that went crazy because his daughter died so you're just kind of like ooh, is it paranormal what is going on like shit and then like you're getting like closer to the end you're like shit's about to go down like, and I don't know what and then, I think we asked each other at one point like who do you think's gonna die is it like Petra because, Ellie like, yeah, Madden or as you're, as you're reading it you forget that someone dies yeah cause like you're like oh shit like there's a suspense thing but then you're also thinking like how like you're like me I was like fuck like how like what happened that she is being framed like you know it yeah. has to look like or like or did she do it or like did she get possessed like this is like the things that are going through my mind yes okay so then one night Rhiannon tells Rowan she's going out to a party and she's dressed like in yeah, her short, short mama yeah she's got her hero's makeup keep in mind she's, she's like 14. 14 so Rowan's like no, no you're not going anywhere and she's like yes I am she's like no you're not I'm gonna call your mom right now and then Rhiannon and she tells her like and I know that was a fake number because uh, like uh, after she came back from like smelling like alcohol, alcohol, she called that number. She called that number and a guy picked up. Yeah. Like pissed. Like who the fuck is this fucking cunt and yeah. blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh shit. Do it in an English accent. Uh, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Cunts. <laughs> That's, all. That's all I have. I can't do any more. Good job. Good job. Round of applause. Nice performance. Thank I loved you. it. Thank you. So, uh, yeah. So she's like, yeah, I'm going to go to the party. And then she's like, you're not going to call my mom and tell her. She's like, yes, I am. She goes, no, you're not. Because I know who you are. And you're like, wait, what? You're like, huh? And yeah, she she's goes, Rowan. She's like, yeah, Rachel, I know who you are. And I was like, like, I put my book down. I was like, what? And so basically. I'm like, who the fuck is Rachel? I know. I was like, okay. Because Rowan, like, Rachel, RR, I get it. Yeah, because like she even has a necklace that has an R on it. Which goes, goes missing. missing. Yeah. So you're like, so, you know, Rowan. So you're like, she has an R. And I was like, yeah. like That's, Rachel, And because she's like, she mentions it. She's like, this is something. She goes, I know it's cheap. Because she, she kind of gets embarrassed by it. Mm-hmm, she hides it. She's like, I know it's cheap or whatever, but it means something to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but like she didn't want to wear it because like, she's like in this like elaborate house with like, fucking super techie and yeah. nice and, and then she has like this like cheap necklace cheap necklace so she takes it off and then it goes missing but anyways yeah uh rhiannon is like yeah rachel, rachel i know who you are and then rowan basically says like i'm not i don't even pretend like to to like try to be like what are you talking about she goes how did you find out and she goes it's super easy now like i literally googled your name which or, is or like she said she looked for it on social media and that the Rowan when her friend yeah was coming out was the one that was traveling and then you get you click it that it basically she went and got stole her friend's identity from yeah. the flat the one that's like um the one that's traveling because she just left him there. Yeah, she left all her stuff there, and she has a better uh, work experience, experience, better like her like, whole uh, what is it called? Ref? No, what is the thing you take? What is the thing called when you go and you apply to jobs? Resume. Your resume. There you go. But they call it a CV, which is we also it's worked on the CV. Um, like it just looked so good. Yeah, which was something Sandra really liked. So they 
Rowan, well, now Rachel, Rachel basically says like, I do have the qualifications. I have most of that, but just hers are better, better. than mine. So in order to really get the job, I used her information because I knew I would get it. Yeah. Because so, even her mom, she goes, I was looking at your thing and it's like way more than what we needed. It looks excellent. Blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. You're just like thinking like, oh shit. Like she's like overly qualified basically. Yeah. And so. Uh, well, Rowan is not Rachel. Yeah. Um. <laughs> So then Rhiannon was like, see, I knew you weren't going to say anything. And she's like, bye. And so she leaves to her party. So she starts drinking because she's like, fuck it. I'm going to get fired anyway because she's basically comes to the realization like I'm going to come clean. Mm -hmm. But she's like, I can't really like text her this. I can't really like. Because she wants to tell her like, hey, your daughter is like. Like. Going off the rails. Yeah. And like I don't have any control. And also like I'm Rachel. Yeah, and then <laughs> also I'm Rachel. And she, like, keeps on saying, like, I see myself in her. Mm-hmm. Um, Like, she's talking about her mom saying, like, oh, like, my mom, like, I was never good enough for her. Like, mm-hmm. I, I got all the good grades, and then she was, like, not good enough. Yeah. And then, like. That she kind of rebelled also. Yeah, and then, like, at the end, she was, like, well, fuck it. If I'm not going to be the, if being the best isn't what my mom needs, maybe I'm going to be the worst. And, like, mm-hmm. she's, like, kind of comparing herself to that. To, to Rachel, Rhiannon. To Rhiannon. So I think she's kind of like, uh, like if I couldn't help myself, let me help her at least. At yeah. L- at least that's what I got. No, yeah. And for sure. And she even like with Maddie's attitude, sometimes she's like, I'm, I feel like I see a lot of Maddie. And me. Um, yeah. So she's definitely, you know, she's relating to the kids. Um, so she's drinking her wine and then Jack comes in and Jack is like, what's wrong? And then she's like, oh, Rhiannon and I got into it. Um, I hate it here. I hate it here. Um, and then he notices the cut on her hand and she's like, he's it's like, like oh, swollen I think like it's, it's infected. infected. Like, we need to really clean this out. So, um, and she says this herself because he's like, come with me to my place. He lives like across the street. No, I want to say like there's maybe like a little across barn or something field? nearby. <laughs> yeah. Like in the same area area like oh, you know the how, other acre the other <laughs> acre you know how like people have like a shed in the back yeah. that's kind of how i imagine it but like a little like a second home in the back a guest yeah, house because that's where he lives because he lives also in the property yeah he like he's the groundskeeper he yeah. does all the stuff he fixes things so then he um he's like come with me and we'll we'll fix it and we'll like you know and then because yeah, he's like i think there's still a piece of glass in there and then like they don't have the things at that house. at the house but Rowan was like, why can I, why, she's like, I don't know why, I should have just told him to bring it here, but I figured, I have the baby monitor, we'll go, I'll go to go his place, sure we'll be fine. Like, yeah. So then she goes over, um, and he does pull out the, Things, the glass the from her finger, or whatever, and so finally, like, they're talking, and, um, Ro- Rachel basically says, so please, Jack, like, tell me, why do you think the other nannies left? And so then he finally confronts her and is like, I think Bill harassed them. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why they left. And so then Rachel's just like, oh, that well, makes sense. <laughs> I'm going to confirm your thoughts. Like, yeah, yes, like he because tried he, he tried that with me was, like the first night yeah. I met him. And so then Jack gets really pissed. And then all of a sudden they kiss. And, and then they, they do it. They do it. They have sex. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Which I feel like this is, they were like building it up to oh, something there was like this. Definitely like sexual tension between them. Um, 
And so fun. I was it, through the book. I was like, just do it already. God damn it. I know. I mean, and you got to think about it. If they're like the only two, two people. people there by themselves yeah. for so long. So then um, Rowan wakes up and she like, uh, she hears something on the baby monitor, but nothing loud. And she checks her phone real quick and she checks the camera. The baby's sleeping. Everything's good. Um, uh, so she starts to look around the place. And then she finally notices something. She notices a purple flower that had appeared in the house that is also at Jack's place. Um, she does a quick Google search and it turns out to be a poisonous, poisonous flower. Yeah. Then she sees the same like shears that she had seen at the garden at the at his house. Then he, she sees the string that she had tied up on the gar- on the garden gate. Now off the garden gate at his house. So she's kind of like what? what? Who did I just sleep with? Did I just sleep with someone that has been terrorizing me? Yeah, and could he have been the one that took the key and hit it? And, and like, she's he, kind of like, could he have been the one that set off all, all the, the blaring because stuff? Because when he came along, then he was able to fix it, and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. So she starts to be like, what oh, the shit. heck? So she like dresses and she's mad and she runs Friends. back to the house. So she's like. Gets another. I think she, no. Then she noticed there's like some berries in the sink, and the wine is empty. Out. She's like, "What the fuck?" She's like, "I didn't finish that. And yeah. Why were there berries in there?" Um, she starts an email because she's gonna tell Sandra everything. So, yeah. Um, and then that's when Rhiannon gets home, and she's like smelling of alcohol. She's like all drunk, and you know. So then, um, Rachel tells Rachel Rowan whatever she tells um, Rhiannon. Don't worry, I'm gonna tell. I'm going to tell your mom everything. I'm going to tell her who I am, everything. Like, I don't care if I get fired, but, like, your mom needs to know. Like, you're, like, going off the rails. Yeah. And so that's when Rhiannon is just, like, basically breaks down and tells um, like that Rachel. Drunk, like that drunk girl kind of like, I'm mad. I'm a girl. You're going to make confessions. Yeah. So she basically tells him, tells her that she kind of has, in a way, been trying to get rid of all, all the, the nannies. nannies. Because of their first nanny that they had for like three years named Holly was sleeping with her, her dad. dad. And nobody knew. But one day um, Rhiannon's friend came over and was like, oh, yeah, your dad's having an affair with your nanny. Yeah. And that she put a baby monitor in her dad's office because guess what? The dad's yeah, office is the, the only, only one that doesn't have a camera. Why? Because he is a cheating mother. Mm-hmm. So she puts the baby monitor in there and she, she hears everything. everything. That's so gross. And she hears like them arguing because Holly wants him, him to leave his yeah. wife. And so she's like, and so all the nannies are the same. And then uh, Rachel's like, no, no. I'm not going to do that. Don't worry. And she's like, yes, you are. They all say that. Um, but he he like hits on them like she knows. And that's so sad that a 14 year old girl knows that her dad like hits on all the nannies. It's gross. So then uh, she's like, I will never sleep with Bill. I will never do that. Um, and she finally like gets Rhiannon to calm down and Rhiannon just like goes to her room. She's drunk. Because she's drunk. Like me last night. <laughs> so then um, she goes to check on the kids one last time. She looks inside Petra. Petra's sleeping. She looks inside Maddie and Ellie's room. But like the nightlight had been off. So she gets really close and she sees like two bodies on there. Um, but something like feels off. So she goes back and she pulls back the blankets on Maddie's bed and she gone. 
There's she only there. pillows. So she starts to freak out. <sighs> and she runs out and she's like, Maddie, Maddie. She's like calling out her name. Um, who is it? Uh, Rhiannon comes out. She's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> What's on the line? And she's just like, your, your sister's, sister's missing. So they're like her? looking for her. And this is like the middle of the night, mm. I can imagine. Or like at least super early morning. And she's running around. They're looking for Maddie. She goes out the front door. She turns the corner. And what does she find? Maddie's body laying face down on the cobblestones. So she she was basically uh, pushed out of the window. Because, like, prior to that, she went into her room to get something. Oh, she noticed the window in her old oh, bedroom was open. open. And then she's like, but I closed I, yeah, it because she hasn't it. been sleeping there. Yeah, but upstairs. But then she went into the closet again, and she found her necklace and an oh, old phone. Oh yeah, you know what? I missed that. That's so true. She went back up into the attic by herself, and she found an old phone. Oh, it was right after the doll because she was like, "How? Oh, like, did I lock the door?" And like, oh, she just went in to like make sure like the doll. So true. So like, she goes up, and then she finds at the corner, she finds her necklace. And an old phone phone that was like dying. Yeah, because she couldn't get into it. She mentions like that it was, it just wasn't turning on. It was an older model that I used to have, but it's not turning on. Yeah. Um, And and then she's like, wait. So everything had been closed in her room because she wasn't sleeping. Yeah, she's like, but I closed it. Why is it cold in here? Yeah. So then she basically, when they find, when the police comes and everything, they determine that. Maddie had to have been pushed off the window because how far she was away from the side of the house. So it's not like she threw herself off unless she jumped and Mm -hmm. jumped pretty far. Mm -hmm. So, And then she's like kind of beating herself up for it because she's like, I wasn't there. Maybe mm -hmm. she was scared and maybe she had a nightmare. And now Mm -hmm. like she maybe she wanted to come into my room. And I wasn't there. I yeah. was doing it with Jack. <laughs> and then she even says, like, um, could ha- could it have been Jack? Because when she was talking to Rhiannon and when they were having the whole heart to heart with Holly about Holly, mm-hmm. um, you know, she's like, could Jack have, you know, snuck by and went upstairs and pushed Maddie? Like, she doesn't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So she's explaining um, in her letters. Now we're kind of back to letter form. And she's saying, like, I I don't know who did it. I still don't know the events of that night. I don't know how it happened. Was it supernatural? Was it um, the poison guy, like, body, like, ghost, like, push her? Was he making her the kids do stuff and, like, made her jump off? She's like, I just have no idea what happened so this is why i need your help mr rexham so then it kind of like just ends like that that is the last uh-huh no did you mention her dad oh yeah oh, yeah no that's right there so oh. <laughs> um before she like closes it off she basically st- then confesses to one more thing yeah she because, says like she goes, well, because, like, they're piling all these evidence on me. Like, uh-huh. Like, this is one of the reasons why they think I did it. Because, and she says it took the police a really long time to figure it yeah, out. But they figured it out. But they figured it out, and it turns out that Bill is actually her dad. Yeah. And, that, and I was like, what? Yeah, that actually threw me for a loop. I was not expecting that I, at that all. That threw me off so 
far. And yeah. Like, and Rachel basically explains that her Bill her harassed or like was with her mom for a while, but went but left her when she was pregnant. Yeah. And the only reason she found that um advertising it's because she was googling him to she see was, who, like she's she's been following yeah. who like she knew who her dad was all along mm-hmm. so she would google him every once in a while mm-hmm. um and it just so happened that google had an advertisement uh-huh ready for her and she took the job because she wanted to get to meet him yeah. she wanted to meet him she and that's why she re- when you're first reading the book, you think she really wants a job because mm-hmm. she wants to be in this like, like this home, home, and then like this money that it is because like even like her coworkers were like that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So then you know she, that's what you're kind of made to think, but it turns out she just really wants to, to be part her, of this family. Yeah. She wants to meet her dad and like and his like in a way her stepmom yeah. and her sisters. Yeah, and like I guess like that kind of makes sense into like like. A little bit of resentment, mm-hmm. like when because like you were saying that she's like losing her shit over like little things that you know you expect as a nanny, like you know the baby threw mm-hmm. something at you, like it happens, um and um and like you kind of see her like kind of like I think it kind of went back into like she was kind of like envious or like had this like resentment towards them because they, like grew up a little bit maybe more well off and with her dad yeah, because like she did say like my mom. Like, uh, every time she brushed my hair, it wasn't my mom's hair. It was her, it was my, my dad mm. Bill's hair. So like her, like kind of going like I see myself in like these girls. It's like mm-hmm. because like he she's seeing herself in these um in these kids who look like their dad because like their mom is like blonde and then like yeah. some of the kids have like brunette hair like she does. Yeah. So when I was like, oh, that makes so much more mm-hmm. sense. And the R, the the letter R, it's that necklace, necklace her, her dad, dad gave, gave her. it to her. But, like, she didn't take it off because um, he didn't want her to see it. Yeah, because he's like, he, he, he she didn't want him to see it. She It wasn't because she was embarrassed by it, but it was like, if he would have seen it, he would have been like, wait. Yeah. Like, are you my daughter? Yeah. So the, when the police found that, they were like, oh, is this it, is a revenge is thing. Yeah, like, yeah, you came over yeah. here to, like, destroy this family. Because you never got what you wanted. Yeah. And she was like, it's I loved those bad. girls. They were my sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, Just like the scene that where they described when she found her and then she was, like, holding on to yeah, her. Yeah. And then Jack was like, you have to make sure that they, like... um that they like we don't disturb the evidence like the scene and she was just like crying and holding yeah. when um when that happened i was like wait why is she like is she like in my head i was like is she overdoing it or like yeah kind of thing mm-hmm. so i was like and then we find out about jack oh yeah so then like she was telling the police like look into it's jack, jack look, look into jack because he like and then she basically told Explains, them everything yeah. And they were like, well, the reason why the string was off was because Jack had replaced it with an actual lock. So, like, he had, like, factual reasons yeah. as to why he had the stuff in his apartment. And the only, like, bad secret he had was that he was married and had, had a, a kid. kid. I was like, God damn it, I hate men. <laughs> so then. Um, so Jack's off the table. Jackson didn't do it. Jack didn't do it. Um, so now you're thinking Ghost. Right? Yeah, you're like fucking ghost. Um, it's so then haunted. we end that part with Rachel. Like she's basically like, please, please help me. Um, then we get like a little short thing from a, a like a man that works at the prison, and he finds a hole in the prison wall, and 
all these notes are there. All these letters are there. And then there's um, another letter from Miss Jean, Jean the, the, the worker, the housekeeper. And in that letter, Jean writes to um, Rachel and is like, Rachel, I did like you. You were so great with the kids. I told the police you couldn't have done it, which was like such an opposite way of how she was treating her. And she just said, these girls have been through so much with uh, Bill and Holly, what happened with them. So, so she was I, also afraid of like. Yeah, she was like, I when I first met you, I saw another pretty nanny and I knew that the girls couldn't like would have heartache again yeah. and blah, blah, blah. So then Jean is like, um, Ellie wanted me to give you a letter that she wrote to you. Um, I put it in here in an envelope. She told me not to read it. So I'm just telling you that if it says anything important, please let us know. So then we get the note from Ellie, which is the second youngest daughter. And she's telling um, Rachel and she basically says, Rachel, I'm so sorry. I'm the one that pushed Maddie out the window. And I was just like, what? I was, yeah, I was, I was driving and it was like going really fast because she's like, please, please, please. I'm so sorry. I, she just wanted to get you into so much trouble. So and, she can get fired. Yeah. And I think she's the one that put the berries in the wine. And I'm the one that went downstairs and like threw, like poured took it out, out pour, poured it out because I think the berries were going to be poisonous. Yeah. So she was like, so I poured it out and then I went upstairs and Maddie um, was mad at her for doing that. Yeah, and the, the reason why Maddie was on the window ledge is because Maddie would climb through the nanny's bedroom from that window up into the attic, attic. window. And, and she was the one that would play on that phone the noise of people of a person walking upstairs. Through YouTube. So that's why she would hear the creak, creak. It was coming from a recorded Boarded thing phone, from yeah. the phone. I was like, damn. And Maddie was the one that took the head of the doll, gave it to Ellie, and told her to put it on her lap while she was sleeping. Yeah, she's like, I didn't want to do it. I think you're so nice. Yeah, and she was just like, I did it, and I lied to you. I said I didn't know where it came from. I'm so sorry. But when Maddie was doing all these things, and she was going to go back into the attic, she was on the window ledge, and I pushed her. She's like, I didn't mean to push her. I didn't know what was going to happen. And... And then it just... Um, She's like, please don't tell anyone I don't want to go to jail. Yeah, she goes, like, I don't want to go like, to jail. Oh. And then that's it. It just ends. Yeah. So from what I got from it is when Rachel saw that letter... She hid it. She hid everything in the wall and just said, I'm going to take the blame because these are my sisters. And she's five. Yeah. Because the ne- the letters never made it to Mr. Wrexham. Uh-uh. And I think she, I, do you think she got the death penalty or? Well, I don't know. I don't know. It Scotland doesn't. Law. It doesn't. <laughs> you don't? No. Are you sure? It's not. I, I barely know this one. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's. That, yeah. That's how it ends with her confession that she did it. Okay. So, you know me, I always then go after and I, like, look at other reviews and things. So, a lot of people actually don't like the ending. Why? They think that the ending, that is, the confession is in a letter, is too easy. Yeah, fuck these people. And they think that there could have been way more potential to have the death be something paranormal, like from a ghost, something, like, more paranormal, or that it could have been Jack. Here's why I don't agree with that. 
Because the whole time you're reading the book, you're thinking it's a ghost or Jack. Yeah. So if it would have turned out to be them, I would have been like, oh, I, I saw it coming. Fucking cliche. So for me, I was actually shocked with oh, the letter. Heck yes. Because... But then again, I'm also not like a hardcore suspense. Like this is the first one, really. So I feel like if there's better out there that do endings way better, then maybe for somebody that like that's their favorite genre, they see this one and they're just, this ending, and they're just kind of like, eh, that was anticlimactic. You know, no, like maybe kind of like canceling out the paranormal that they're yeah, so, they're eh, like what the fuck, they're like, oh, it could have gone so many ways, like better. And I'm just like, I personally really liked it. I can see where they're coming from. But no, I love this ending because you don't see it coming. You don't. Like, I like these, like, you twist and turns that mm-hmm. you, you think you know, but boom, they don't. you don't. I would have like, never guessed it was Ellie. I would have never guessed it was. I would have never guessed that it was Maddie putting the phone up there and, like, putting Mm-mm. those noises. Um, that didn't even come to my mind that, like, didn't. somebody could. Well, I mean, somebody can do that, but, like, I wouldn't because think. Because the way that she's describing it was like, there's no way no one can come in here. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's no entrance, blah, blah. So you're like, oh, shit. Like, wow. well, that window. Yeah. She did men- They did mention when her and Jack went up there um, and they saw the writing and everything, the window had been open. Mm-hmm. So, but, like, in a way, how do you think that an eight year old is climbing from one window, window to yeah. the other? Um, so, yeah, that was a wild ride. Yeah, I mean, I guess for the people who want more of a paranormal, like, want to have that belief of the supernatural. Then, like, like, you have to pick a different book. Yeah, no, but I think it had a great ending because I think I I finished it before you and you were like, oh, like, I'm already at this part. And then I was like, but wait, there's more. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, I was like, it's her dad. And you're like, there's more. (laughs) Way more. I know. Because, like, once you, like, find out it's her dad. You're just like, oh shit, then she probably did do it because of blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But then she explains, like, and this is why they think I did it, but I didn't. And then so you're just like, shit. Then what is it? Mm-hmm. And then, like, you you get Jack, and then you get um, Jeans, and then you get um, Ellie. You're just like, yeah. What? And then you find out uh, through Jeans' letter that uh, Sandra left Bill because there was a scandal where Bill was, like, doing the secretary. And so they left, and the and then house he was lost the, his money because like all the legal fees were just costing way too mm-hmm. much because it wasn't just like one girl; it was like more. Yeah, and so then they had to like uh, sell the house or something, so the house mm-hmm. just stayed empty, which is almost even more eerie to have like a tech house that's just like empty and another death and another death. Yeah, because I think they had mentioned two girls before. There yeah. was a poison girl, and there was another girl, but I don't remember uh, the family her story. shooting. Oh, the murder suicide. Right, right. Them, the poison girl, and then now. Yeah, because they totally build it up as a paranormal because you're like, oh mm-hmm. shit, like there's all these deaths. Which and- is why people were like, oh, they were expecting it to be something more paranormal. But I don't understand. I don't know how you can make it paranormal without being too cheesy, like yeah. ghosty. Yeah, no, I like how they made it. I yeah. Like, I like how she made it. Ruth Ware, yeah. <laughs> And she has so many more books, and I've heard they're also pretty good. So maybe in the future, I'll pick another one of her books. Yeah, love the twists and turns. Like, mm-hmm. um, maybe spoiling it here. Maybe you don't want to read it anymore. But, like, I, I, I still, yeah, if, I guess, like, I mean, I, I should have said it, like, in the beginning. <laughs> but, like, if you don't want to know the answers of the twists and turns, like, first read, read it. Yeah. 
Because it's okay. It's pretty good. So we're gonna do, we're gonna record this. Alex, put this at the beginning. <laughs> spoilers. I mean, these are all spoilers, though. So like, but not like this, though. Yeah. This is like super spoilers. Super spoilers. Because Extra I spoiler. still feel like I would have never guessed. That. I would have known. So it makes me want to read more like this because it's. Were you scared at any point? Like, yeah. I think for me, the scariest parts were the creek. The creek. Because when the the narrator that did it on the audiobook, she did such an amazing she job. Did. And so when she would go, creek. I was like, oh my gosh. I texted you that first time that I got there. Because I, I was, at that time, I was a little bit ahead of you. And I was cooking and I was by myself in the apartment. And like when I face the stove, mm-hmm. um, my back is a like towards everything yeah so i'm listening to it in my headphones so it's really close to my ear and yeah, i just no. hear like the creak and i like i paused it i turned around and i looked at everything and i'm like oh shit and i texted you and i'm like, like that was no. so scary um so i but at the end of the day i don't feel like it was super scary like it was doable for me and i'm a chicken so i think it was super doable um and i I liked the suspense of it. Like, who who done it was my thing. Yeah, because um, you do get, like, a paranormal kind of feel. And uh, it was so good. I know. I feel I feel bad for everybody because I feel like we're going to go into, like, a little thriller, like, uh, a spin. Sorry. I know, because now I'm like, I want to do another one. Well, like, I was telling Roxanne, I was like, oh, like, I'm like, going through my, um, my app and I'm like, books i want to read and they're all like suspense and i'm like and most of the ones that i want are also suspense that are on my coffee table like i picked this one up on off the top and it was um one of the ones that i wanted so it's okay yes so for our next book we well i because it's my turn decided to do the silent patient by alex um oh shit <laughs> by alex ocean <laughs> alex <laughs> uh, oh shit <laughs> i can't alex can you come look at this uh spelling please it's like michael michael light buble McCaleb's? I don't know. McCaleb's? 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 Alex McCaleb's. We will, um, we'll, we'll figure it out we'll by the next episode. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <sighs> so that was really something. We don't know what this book is about, the next one. <laughs> so come and figure it out with I, us. I know that it's another like suspense one. Yeah. Um, It's on my Goodreads list as something I wanted to read. So when, But I don't have it. And so when you mentioned that, I'm like, okay. Um, and I, yeah. I remember seeing mixed reviews on it. So I'm excited to see. If, oh, I love mixed reviews. I, I like to see if I fall... In the area of um, the mixed. Do I like it or do I not like it? Yeah. I mean, I feel like we need to find a book that we both don't. Oh, I guess we did have one that we didn't like. like, like. Was it the one I didn't finish? Which one? Oh, yeah. yeah I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. The one 
the one I oh, also did it finish. Also, also. Okay. So, oh, you know what? Now that I'm on here, maybe like if people want to, they can follow us on Goodreads. Yeah, follow us on Goodreads, guys. I don't. Only if you guys want to. You can see what I'm currently reading, what I want to read. Like Follow me now. So then if you guys, you know, go on there and you see something on our want to read list that you guys also want to read, then um, let us know. Yeah, we'll do that. Um, see, look, it's right here. I want I wanted to read it. Oh, that's funny. Um, There's also this book. That seems pretty good. And we got to go through your pile first. Yes, that's the one I want to do, too. Yeah, so we have quite a few that we want to get through. Yeah, but we're looking at them, and they're all kind of suspense, so we might just be a suspense podcast. <laughs> it might just change. No, because I'm still going to have you read some fantasy. Yeah, no, I'm okay with that. But, like, in my genre, my cup of tea has always been a little bit suspense. Cause yeah, but we got to we gotta like branch out. Try well, someone things. give me a recommendation, because every time I look at books, I'm just like, oh, it looks boring. <laughs> Well, I guess that's like when I pick, I guess, that I have to get you to read something different. I, should we just be like, okay, you're going to read this one and then I'm going to read this one? Like we pick for each other? Yeah. That way, like, it pushes us to get out of our comfort zone? Um, We could, yeah. We can do that. Like, we can try that. I'll because just, my... Like you read Mein Kampf. <laughs> my only thing is... I like said no. My only thing is, like, how... um. Like, how encouraging will that be for me to write my – motivating will that be to write my book report? Because then it's like, what if it's something I really don't like? I don't know. But I but I like your idea. Because, so we'll, like, like, I feel like I'm just going to keep on picking suspense. Well, <laughs> let me go through my stack that's on my coffee table. Yeah. Because, actually, I think there's, there's three on there that I want to read. Mm-hmm. So we'll go through that. And there's one that's not suspense, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, Clap on you, Lend? Yeah. So we'll go through that little stack because I, I think that's the stack I can keep out while I'm packing and that'll put us through the next couple times until I open oh, up. Oh, and you know, we also did it. We, I know we read a couple of books before we did our podcast. Oh, yeah. I think we should probably get through those too. Yeah. Like Mexican goth. I never, I did. Okay. I you started it and I couldn't get into it. I think it's good at the end. I have to like really sit. sit Maybe I'll do that one during, um, once we're done with school. Okay, yeah, just <laughs> coming up because um, and we did we did the the, the other one, mm-hmm. the one I'm you let me borrow. I'm not yeah. your regular Mexican daughter, something like that. I don't think that's the title, but something, something like that. <laughs> Alex, good shit. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> um, what's another one? Oh, we did a sci-fi one. Starlight. Starlight. What was it called? Something like that by Brandon Sanderson. We yeah. did that one. I already so packed can... it. I looked for it and it's packed. Yeah. So we have like a couple that we've already read. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure we could just like re-listen to it. Yeah. Because I don't. Get a refresher. I don't remember. And redo it. Yeah. That way we don't. So many suspense. <laughs> yeah. Because. Yeah. Just I know. But I'm on a kick and I really want to. There's I one know. on there that I want to yeah. read. The. um Is it the. The, the, the wise. Yes. My yeah, and then there's also another one. Um, the blah, 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 the window the, one. The lady, the lady, the window, the yeah. cabin. The lady in the cabin. No the window. I don't know, but it's like it's like raining. Oh, <laughs> in the cover. I don't know. I might be tripping. Yeah, I think you are. 
Okay. But I, know, I think I might have saw it here on our yeah. on our list. Yeah, but there's Greece. two on there that yeah. I really want. And read. I looked at them and I was like, I don't want to steal her books. <laughs> yeah, those are mine. Don't take oh, away my fuck. ideas. Okay, so <laughs> I mean, I was looking. <laughs> I was you looking... made me laugh. <laughs> right now, I'm living on like what's available, and like that's the first one that came up. And yeah. like I kept on scrolling down, and I was like, I was like, that one caught my eye. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> No, The Silent Patient's a good, like I said, it has mixed reviews, so I'm hoping to see where I land. I love mixed reviews because I love, like, just seeing what people think about it Mm -hmm. and having the complete opposite. Yeah. So this one by Ruth Ware, like, it's here. The the Woman in Cabin 10. So she... That's the one... I don't have that one. No, okay. That's the one that I, um... That's the one I want to read. Oh, okay. Well, we can do Ruth Ware on a different Mm -hmm. time. On a different time, yeah. Yeah. That's the one I want to read, too. Okay. There you go. I don't have it. No worries. But we can do it. I mean, we audiobook it, so it doesn't matter if you have it or not. <laughs> yeah. I want to let um, Valerie borrow this one. I think she would really like it. I think she would really like it, too. Yeah. Her. She just can't listen to this. I don't, I don't think, think she does. She does. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. What? Watch her listen to it now, and then she's going to be like, <laughs> hard. <laughs> I heard all the spoilers. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, um, try and listen, to, try and read the books before, guys. Yeah, that's always the goal. The goal is that we tell you a week in advance so you can read with us and then we can discuss. Discuss it, because. Um, um, which is, I was thinking about that this week. I'm like, why every week? We could have done every other week and done like two books a month, but now we're doing like a book a week. That's tough. Where do we get tough? our. A little bit. Yeah, stuff. Sometimes depends on the book. <sighs> I feel like this one, I, I I was good and I started early. I think I I, I got. Think that's what it. Yeah, because I think that's what it's been that you've been starting. Late. Like I usually start the book like on Saturday, and yeah. so I'm like I literally just sit on the couch and read the book in a day, and that's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, because like I do like an hour in the morning. Mm-hmm. I need to do that more, and that's yeah. why I feel like I like I enjoyed this one more. Because you had, like, the whole week to do it. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Um, listen or read or whatever you do and to The Silent Patient. The Silent Patient by Alex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll see you next time. Catch you later. Bye. Bye.